Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by Simply Safe. With home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. There's the traditional way where you wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that costs a small fortune. Or there's the other way, Simply Safe. Simply Safe is everything you need in a home security system. It's award-winning protection. Two-time winner of CNET Editor's Choice Award. SimpliSafe blankets your whole home in safety. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry, motion, and glass break sensors guard the inside. You barely notice it's there, but what's truly remarkable is you can set up this system all by yourself. Anyone can do it. It takes 30 minutes to an hour tops, and there's absolutely no trade-offs to your safety. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police to your home at a moment's notice 24-7. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. It's why The Verge calls SimpliSafe the best home security system. Go to SimpliSafe.com and use promo code TEAM today, and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure you go to SimplySafe.com promo code TEAM. That's SimplySafe.com. Use promo code TEAM. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Welcome to the Sun Ranto Show on a beautiful April day in the middle of what was supposed to be baseball season. Hi, I'm Danny Rocket, and you're listening to another off-season edition of the Sun Ranto Show. Um, and I am joined here with, of course, Mr. I've got like uh, I got like four or five inches of snow out here. So we're loving that. So and Rockies game, Rockies game canceled. This the post off season. No, I like it. Post- it's like the post season, but it's the off season still. <laughs> I'll go with it. And that laugh you heard right there, fresh from delivering me a socially distanced David DeJesus bobblehead, hiding under rocks. And how are you, sir? Doing good, man. Really enjoyed my uh, little field trip to Wrigley. I just kind of, I don't know, sometimes I just get the itch to go down there, usually in the wintertime when I haven't been there for a while. But 
you know, it was a beautiful day Saturday. And I said, you know what? Uh, you know, I, I got some things I got to drop off to certain people. I will do it socially, socially distance wise responsibly. And so I took a little walk around Wrigley too. So that was great. Did you wear Thank a mask God. while walking around? I did not wear a mask. Uh, um, but I, you know, there wasn't a lot, too many people and I kept my distance from everybody. So. Hey, Carly, I'm wondering when my Kim De Jesus bobblehead is coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it's not the head that bobbles. Right. Not until, not until you get a hold of it anyway. And and if it's me, who are we kidding? I don't think Kim DeJesus is ever coming. Oh. <laughs> no, but you probably will three times before she even gets a chance. Um, so uh, we're off to a roaring start here. Uh, <laughs> sorry, so, Kim. I know. I, and sorry, David. No, sure. you know, it, it was, I know uh, Kim's one of our main listeners. She's, she's no, really. It was. It was uh, Funny one time is that, uh, you know, you guys know I love beer money and participating on beer money. And so whenever there's a rain delay, they would put on one of the old beer monies and, and you had like a one one out of three chance that I would be on it. And uh, I was there and I they give you, if you have never played beer money, it's, uh, they ask you three series of questions. The first one's easy. It's about uh $25 question. And then there's a what, 10, 25 and a hundred dollar question. So, you know, yeah, the first it, it one's, who wants to be a beer billionaire. And so the first one's pretty easy. The second one gets a little bit harder and the third one's really difficult. And so my question one time was uh, name all five teams besides the Cubs that David DeJesus played for. And I, I was able to name four. I couldn't name five. So I didn't win the $130. Who'd you, who'd you miss? I think it was the Nationals or something or Los oh. Angeles. I think it was the Nationals. Yeah, I, I got to remember. But either way, I, I was stalling. You know what I mean? So, you, like, you're sitting there and the the lights are on you. People, this was over at Stewart's place at Club 400, and uh, and I'm sitting there. It was the Washington Nationals. I think I screwed up. I didn't remember. But uh, you know, everyone's watching and you're trying to think. And so I mentioned, like, I'm like. I remember this team. I remember Kim DeJesus. Like I said that while I was kind of just oh, thinking no. out loud. Right? Oh, no. On TV in front of God and everybody? In front of God and everybody. Well, it so happens that they replayed it one time. And on Instagram, Kim DeJesus, somebody, one of her friends sent it to me, sent it to her. And then she put it on her Instagram. And she goes, look, everybody, I'm memorable in Chicago. So... That was as close she, as I ever got to Kim. She DeJesus. certainly is. I feel, like, I feel like she's memorable anywhere she goes. Right, right. I thought it was cool to be mentioned on her uh, Instagram. I'll, t I'll tell you a funny story that I have about Kim DeJesus is that I, I wrote when I first started writing about the Cubs and doing this podcast, which was like eight years ago. I went to or I was watching a game in which I don't know if you remember this, but David DeJesus went back on a ball and he slammed into the wall and he dislocated his shoulder. And I think he might have broke his collarbone. I don't remember. Do you remember this? This was 2012, 13. What was yeah, the Yeah, I kind of remember him being injured on something like Sounds that. Sounds like 2013. 2013, I want to say. So he, he does that. And so I, I write an article, just got a joke article for Sun Ranto Rants, which was this stupid blog I started years ago. It's still up there in the interwebs. So I write an article called David DeJesus, uh, uh, Mrs. Ball Bursts into burst into flames or something like that from paraphrasing. But it was like this joke and I put it, I just, I, I Photoshopped flames on him as he hit the wall. And then, you know, I just said he burnt in the burst into flames. And then I uh, went on to talk about his hot wife in the whole article. And I, and then I started, I got a job 
last year where I have to see David DeJesus all the time. And I was like, and so I'm like, oh, I remember writing that article. So like, let me show it to David DeJesus. And I'm like, holy shit, I've got to erase all this shit. So I, <laughs> I went back. I had to remember my old passwords and everything. And I'm like erasing everything about Kim DeJesus. I'm like, oh, no, David DeJesus is going to see this, you know, going to look me up. And uh, so yeah, I saved myself by remembering about it. But right. no, definitely well, memorable. To, honestly, to be fair, you could have just written that article about him. I mean, David DeJesus and Kim DeJesus are like, they're they're too hot to look at them both if they're standing together. I don't know. Like She's... one or the other, I think. But I think David DeJesus is a very, very attractive man as well. And uh, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think if there are uh, any other, you know, Cubs couple combinations like that that are going to be. You know, ben, ben and Juliana. So Ben is, <laughs> no, Ben is not nearly as good looking as, as David. I don't know. Okay. Hey, I, I know we have same. a few female ranchers. Uh, get into. What do you mean? Why are you saying you know, female? The Facebook group or whatever. And, and tell us, uh, you know, which Cubs couples are the hottest? Yeah. Hottest Cubs couples. Um, Anthony Rizzo and his wife. Yeah. Again, very attractive, but I don't know. Well, I'm going to look into this because, you know, I don't really pay too much attention. <laughs> no, we need content. This, because this is where we're at <laughs> yeah. in this COVID no, world. No, we, we got plenty of content for this show. We haven't even started the script, in fact. <laughs> we, are, we haven't even gotten to announcements. And I, I'll run through them real quick. Uh, everybody's starting a TV show. I know I've been complaining on this show and all the other shows I'm on, which are like 900 different shows because everybody's trying to act like me and have a TV show and have a podcast and write songs about the Cubs like Mike Bryant did, stealing my thunder. I am the Cubs parody writer, Mr. Bryant. Anyway, I'm just kidding. But um, anyway, I'm on a new show, and and it's with Evan Altman and John Felice. And it's like it's on Cubs Insider YouTube, and I think they push it out on their Facebook. They got this thing called StreamYard which makes you be able to make like a it's like a production studio for a TV show. I know that Club 400 uh, Crawler you've been helping those guys out with Lightstream, which is another one of those. So all these Zooms and you know fancy uh, we're we're using Google Meet right now. Um it's making everybody have TV shows. So I'm on another one. It's called and they called it The Rant. Which John called me. He's like, "Is it okay? I'm thinking I call it The Rant." And I'm like, "Well, considering I already called my show that <laughs> like kind of, you know, like, I'm like, sure. It's good publicity for me. Right. No, no. That's when Danny's like, uh, you know, the show title is okay, but Danny has to be on it. I mean, you kind of have that covered. I mean, it, it right? makes it sound like it's my show. If you, you know, I don't know if people associate. Well, no, when I, when I turned it on today, I saw the rant and I saw that you were on it. And yeah, I immediately thought it was your show on for Cubs Insider. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's so on every day. That's their, that's their issue. At least they got the right guy on the show rather than doing it without you. Yeah, I would have felt left out. But it's on at 3.30 every single day uh, during the week, which I'm trying to get that changed to. <laughs> Nobody's listening to me. I'm like, listen, who's been in showbiz for 25 years? Me. Listen to me. We're go we should go at nine. Anyway, um, I also am working on a benefit concert for Nisei and G-Man. 
Uh, I want to do it through Club 400 and that whole light stream thing. But judging how I've seen the infancy of some of these technologies, I don't know how comfortable I feel with it all. You know what I mean? How did it go the other night, Crawley, when you were using Lightstream over at Club 400? Or you were at uh, home, but... Yeah, we, we used it. It turned out really well. Um, you know, it's like anything else nowadays, is that you, you kind of work through the glitches, and, and there are going to be glitches, but I think that this is the second time we tried to give it a run. Danny, you were with me the first time and uh, didn't work out. This time, I think they they figured out kind of some of the issues that they were having, and so we had a really good kind of fun talk um, before uh, Jim and Justin's show on that that was uh, Saturday night. So it was a fun time, and it was working real well. Cool. Well, hopefully, all the glitches will be worked out. There will be nine hundred Cubs shows for your viewing pleasure, including the Sun Rancho show. You can listen to. Um, we, unfortunately, there are no Cubs games or Cubs news, so <laughs> this ought to be fun. I'm like, yeah, let's launch big. We had Tony Andraki on just being like, yeah, probably won't be a season. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, nice show, guys. Anyway, I make fun of us all. Um, and speaking of uh, the benefit concert that I'm going to try to do Saturday, I don't know. But uh, thanks for all of you people that bought the John Baker Day bandanas. We reached the goal. I think we've sold like 58 now and raised almost 800 bucks by selling these bandanas. So that's really cool. And um, I, I'm excited to – the thing ends tonight. So if you listen to this now and you still haven't bought one, uh, I believe you have like four hours from right now to buy one. Um, also, I'm, Kevin, remember last show when I said that I had turned my Sun Ranto, my unsold Sunranto ladies extra large shirt into a face mask? Yes, well, I remember this. Kevin Cook, longtime listener, good friend of the show – he sent me 10 bucks and he's like, make me one of those face masks. So I did. I put it in the mail today. It's a, it's a good way to socially distance sell a face mask. So I think I, I got a ton of these shits. So I'm going to put them for sale at 10 bucks a piece and mail them all to you. And the profit on that's like two or three bucks. And then I'll give that also to uh, G-Man and Nisei too. But they're not very good. I mean, they work. I wore one all day when I walked around. I actually went down to uh, – I had to get the brakes fixed on my car. So uh, I went down – it was right – not too far away from Wrigley. So, of course, that's where I went. And I went in, into um, Graceland Cemetery, saw er, Ernie Banks' grave, and I wore a uh, a face mask the entire time. So it wasn't yeah, – and I, I, I made I wear it, a face mask every time I go out. Yeah. Y- yeah, I, I mean, especially in the city. Um, so anyway, if you want a Sun Ranto or a Bad Teenage Mustache, my old bands, <laughs> I got a ton of those shirts too, like an asshole. Um, I'm happy to, uh, you know, sell you a shirt, you know, for 10 bucks, and I'll put it in the mail. It fits in a regular old envelope, and I don't have the vid, I don't think so. So uh, I didn't release the Sammy Sosa show we did because I don't know if it plays, and also the recording got fucked up. Like, it stopped in the middle of it, and I, and I was just like, damn it. But do you think it plays the Mystery Science Theater of it when you're not seeing it? Like, in audio? Hmm. No, because there's, I think, a lot of jokes that kind of, like, are based on what we're seeing in front of us. Well, but what they can do is just start the sh- They can watch it on YouTube. Just start the show when the podcast starts, and then 
stop it when we say stop because I'm pretty sure we okay. said stop or at I'm, least you can edit in when to stop. That's a you good idea. I mean? I'm, I'm picking up what you're throwing down here. So I, th- I that's how uh, the Kevin Smith thing works. Like uh, director Kevin Smith does a lot of different audio commentaries for movies that aren't his. He just puts them out as podcasts. He says, okay, you know, start your show now. And then he just talks about what's on it on the screen throughout, but you can watch it yourself if you want. So, and we could say press stop. Like when we took a little break too. what, um, no, that I think that works great. It reminds me of in college when you'd put on the wizard of Oz and pink Floyd, dark side of the moon. Oh yeah. And then you'd, uh, take uh, psychedelic drugs. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, the Sammy Sosa cartoon matches up perfectly with Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> let's come up with <laughs> uh, No, I think it matches up with Bad Bunny's latest album. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> let's try that sometime. But I th- I think in order for it to all work, we're gonna need the drugs. After a few <laughs> beers though, I did order that on Amazon, the Sammy Sosa cartoon for nine dollars. Oh, so you're gonna own a you gotta get a him to sign that uh that copy of the DVD. The DVD is what you bought? Yep. Yeah. You got to get him to sign you know, it. That'll, that'll be a show someday at uh, Club 400. You just throw it up on the big screen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So trouble, uh, the, the trouble is at Club 400, everybody's just as loud as each other. Yeah, you can't hear anything. <laughs> you ain't hearing shit. Yeah. Well, Sammy Sosa back in the news, too, this week. I mean, it takes a pandemic, people. <laughs> it really yeah, I, does. I just threw that into the thing, but you've got it up there. Okay. Yeah, no, same. you don't. No, I don't have it up here, but I just I didn't see that you threw it into the script. But yeah. I, I was throwing it in for later. But yeah, let's talk about it now. He he tried to clear up. I, I emphasize tried to clear <laughs> up uh, what happened that final game in two thousand four. Hey, 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 okay, go ahead. No, no. I mean, I think we all like we have all heard some version of this story before, right? It's been sixteen years. Like we know. We've heard this before. Is this? I mean, this isn't really breaking news, is it? Um, you know, it, it's it, again content, and, and and there there was breaking news this time, um, and, and so the story comes from Hector Gomez. Hector Gomez, um, he got some grief because he predicted that uh, Manny Machado was going to go to the White Sox. It was almost like a done deal. Which again, when you start. When you start talking about breaking those type of stories about contracts, it ain't over until it's signed. But Gomez was pretty sure from everything that he had that uh, Machado was going to sign with the White Sox. And, of course, he didn't. He signed with the Padres. But he he is somebody that's very well respected in the Latino community and plugged into the Latino baseball scene. And the thing that made this a little bit different is that he kind of – here's the thing about Sammy, okay – he he's got and and if you watch the cartoon, it actually mentions this numerous times. He's just got such an ego, and he can't let it go. And that's that's part of the big problem here is that all he has to say is, you know what, uh, I wasn't the greatest teammate sometimes. You know, I wish I knew now what you know knew then what I knew now. I love this team. I wish I would it would have ended differently. I, I apologize to my teammates that I let down, but we also had some great memories, and I'd love to be part of the Chicago Cubs family again. Say that, and all of this bullshit's over. But he can't he, do it. He can't. And do so it. The, the difference this time around, though, 
part of, and again, nobody is really sure what Tom Ricketts wants with this. What does he want from Sammy? Does he want him to apologize for being a shitty teammate? Does he want him to apologize for being, for taking steroids? Uh, does nobody he can, knows he exactly what the apology is? He cannot yeah. apologize for taking steroids because I mean, isn't there something that he could like go to jail? He for- testified before Congress and not like people haven't lied in Congress before, but he testified in Congress that he never took any steroids. Oh, he could do it right now because fucking Congress just, they they keep pushing off. They're not going back to do anything for like another six months. You know, by then, fuck, he, you know, they'll have just forgotten about him. But the way that this kind of turns out now is, so yeah, he can't really do any of that. And what ends up happening this time, though, is that he claims one of the things, one of the big sore subjects is that Sammy left the game. It was the last game of the season. The Cubs tanked the final week, week and a half of 2004. So following 2003, they went and they got Greg Maddox. They technically got Latroy Hawkins to be kind of like the bridge man to Joe Borowski. They were supposed to be a better team. And they had a lot of injuries and other problems. And eventually they tank, and by the last game of the season, they're out of it. But it was right. a real heartbreaking finish. And so Sammy Sosa leaves the game. Yeah, Crawley, we all know the story. Right, but now what Nothing, is it? You haven't said anything. No, but it is. No, but this is what is being said new. differently this time yeah, is Sammy now says that Dusty Baker gave him permission to leave early that day. But see, I feel like I read that many years ago somewhere. Like never, I never was Dusty, Dusty Baker's name was not brought into that. No, well, okay, maybe his specific name wasn't, but I, I think I heard that he said that he had permission, that he talked to somebody, and then he left. So it does sound familiar, but yeah, Dusty Baker's name was never in there. And what is what did Dusty do to be the fall guy for the Astros and now Sammy? Like. Man, oh man! Like they're just yeah. ma- making this guy fall out his sword everywhere. And man, D- yeah. did J- Dusty dodged a bullet. He gets a job managing the Astros, and then there's no season. Like the yeah. toughest job there would have been <laughs> to be a He's manager. The only one winning right now, right? Yeah, seriously, man. So uh, I don't know. I you know I don't even care that Sammy left that day. Like it's a shitty thing. I understand that at the time, but it was a long ass time ago. And you know what? Tom Ricketts and uh, you know coming out publicly and saying that he needs Sammy to be contrite is also really annoying. It's just like I'm, I'm on OG. Sammy's side here. Fuck Tom Ricketts. I've been saying this even back in 2016 when I actually liked Tom Ricketts. Uh, no, fuck him. Sammy didn't play for Tom Ricketts. He has, he, 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 why would you, I would never say sorry to somebody I didn't fucking know. Why would I say sorry to shit? To, like, right. you, weren't, you weren't there. You weren't involved with it. You didn't know what happened behind the scenes or what was going on. So why do you give a shit? Yeah. yeah. And Crawley, I mean, do you hold a grudge? Oh, I hold a grudge at uh, Albert Almora, but not at Sammy Sosa. <laughs> no, I mean, I right? Mean, but you, but you, you had face to face confrontations with with Albert Almora. That makes sense. Yeah. I think that that this was the one of the biggest early mistakes of the Ricketts tenure. I thought that this was stupid, and I thought that the the dumbest part of this is during the rebuild. 
So let's go, let's talk around for, for sure when the rebuild's in high gear, 2011, 2012, 2013. I would go to Cubs convention and those were like the first Cub conventions that didn't sell out. Every year it sold out. And like 2011, 12, 13, people are like, this, this fucking sucks. Like, you know, who wants to see some of these guys? Like there was nothing to really be excited about except for like really young kids who at the time we didn't know what they were going to be, what they ended up turning out to be. But that was a perfect time. To bring Sammy back into the fold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're not even being good capitalists. That would have brought the fucking money in right there. That would have brought tons of money. And then you could have done it, especially for me, the big thing would have been 2013. And then you could have had Sammy at all the 100-year events, you know, that you wanted him to in 2014. It would have been a huge moneymaker. You would have put all this shit behind us. And I'm telling you, one of the reasons Ricketts probably canceled that event, one of many, but he was so damn tired of the Sammy question, but he brought upon himself. Yeah, he did. Because he shot his mouth up. Sammy's got to be contrite. Fuck that. See, I don't even care about the Sammy story anymore. I think we've heard all we're ever going to hear. And regardless, it doesn't even matter. I'm interested in the Ricketts. Like, I want a fucking therapist to sit down with Tom Ricketts and be like, Tom, show me where Sammy touched you. Show me on the <laughs> show doll. Show me on the doll, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I, I, don't, I don't know. Now that he's not, now it's a thing, and so now it's even more awkward as time goes on. It's like when you haven't called somebody back and, you know, for a long time, you're like, I really owe them a phone call, and then you just don't for another six months, <laughs> you know? Oh, God. I'm, yeah, I'm in the middle of that with some of my friends now, and now yeah. I'm moving back to Iowa, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I might just run into somebody. That's going to yeah, suck. Yeah, you're like, well, I didn't really want you in my life, brother, <laughs> you know? So um, a g- couple more announcements. Let's get hey, through Oh, hold on real oh. quick. One plug. Uh, I read that story on Cubs Insider. Go to Cubs Insider, go to Bleacher Nation, click on their links, click on their stuff, keep them going. Yep. And keep uh, this guy going. Uh, John Vincent's playing? What's happening? Yeah. Uh, so um, John Vincent, the anthem, one of the anthem th- singer, one of the regular anthem singers at Wrigley Field, free. has been doing <laughs> with the long free. Yep. But, the goddamn uh, good free right there. Uh, you know, we, I love John Vincent. He's about as great a representative as the Cubs can have. And we're really lucky between Wayne and John and, and a couple of the other guys that that, um, that do the anthem at Wrigley on a consistent basis. But John is such a nice man. He really, truly is. He does a lot of anti-bullying stuff. But he is going to be doing a uh, Facebook and Instagram live show uh, this Wednesday at 1 p.m. So if you got a chance, check it out. I mean, he's just as, like I said, he's, he's just a great representative. He's got a great voice. He does a ton of songs. I don't know how long he's going to be playing for, but uh, he's just, uh, like I said, a great guy. And, and it would be a great opportunity to kind of like, if you're, you know, Wednesday at one o'clock, if you're working remotely and you want to take a little break, it'd be a great opportunity. Yeah. It's like a lounge singer act. He does like Louis Armstrong and a lot of Sinatra. Who else does he do? Dean Martin, Johnny Cash. I mean, like you, like ones that people wouldn't even imagine. Yeah, he's a great mimic, and he's got an awesome voice, great instrument, and he's and like you said, like super sweet. Just what a nice guy. So, and now plug plug the Pat Hughes shirts. The Pat Hughes shirts available at Crawley's Clubhouse. C R A W L Y S Clubhouse dot com. You can get either of Pat's signature home run calls, and we will have a new shirt coming up shortly. So be on the lookout for that. Trousers, you Pat Hughes fans. Is it trousers? 
I'm rubbing it is my not hand. trousers oh. yet. I'm, 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 I have to get these passed by Pat. Remember this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've dropped the trousers. <laughs> if Pat would drop his trousers for a shirt, I'm sure that would sell too. <laughs> so, um, he doesn't listen to the show, does he, Crawley? I don't want to put you out of business. <laughs> no, I can no. cut that out. Um, uh, you know what? Uh, a pair of Pat Hughes boxer shorts I would wear. Totally. Oh, yeah. All right, Mike. I'll, I'm going to get working on that, Michael. Yeah. So I mean, but I, I want to – it's long, and this is end it. Yep. It's, <laughs> yep. So uh, – and also, I just want to thank uh, all the Patreon peeps that support us on patreon.com slash sunranto and get – uh, the you know so has supported us uh, for a long time because I've been trying to figure out how to you know finish this Bleacher Bum band album with uh, the whole band socially distanced from each other and like nobody has gear and like I need my gear anyway I I figured it out and I I'm I, I bought a mic and I'm bringing it to the bass player and then that's going to get socially distanced passed to the keyboard player so anyway I needed some new gear and it's just nice to know that there's some money coming in from all you guys. So thank you once again, you know, every time I get something like that, it's, uh, I think of you guys. So thank you. Um, and all right, big news this week in the Cubs world is that the third baseman in 2020, no, 2042 was born this week. Kyler Lee Bryant the starting third baseman of the 2042 Chicago Cubs, if we all, all don't die. So um, congratulations to the Bryants. And um, I must admit, I'm a, one of my favorite things to do is complain when players go on paternity leave because they give up on their team. And uh, I, I didn't have the opportunity this year. And I wouldn't even had to, I wouldn't even had that much to, to complain about because he would have just missed games against Pittsburgh. Right, because the Cubs were scheduled to play Pittsburgh 27 times in the first month. In, the, in April, yeah. So, anyway. you know, we've heard all the jokes, too, about Chris's baby's service time uh, as far as that. and uh, <laughs> Right, does he, does he get nine months on his contract just to start? Yeah, so some service time jokes on uh, baby Chris Bryant, baby Kyler Lee Bryant, and also uh, whether uh, – Kyler Lee Bryant will be traded for Mike Trout's future offspring or another baby to be named later. <laughs> baby to be named later. That's hysterical. Well, I did look up which other famous celebrities share a birthday with uh, Kyler Lee Bryant. And there's a couple of good names on here. My, I'll start with my favorite, Ravi Shankar. Ooh, pretty, sitar. Yeah. Um, and another musician, Billie Holiday. Ooh, ladies sing the blues. Yep. So those are some good ones. Um, Jackie Chan, which I, I don't really watch Jackie Chan movies, but he seems cool. Jackie Chan, yeah, he's a he's a legend in, in martial arts movies. Unfortunately, a lot of the stuff that we've seen here in the United States is not his greatest stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I I don't know. I I I don't really watch movies at all, so I missed it all. But then I I did see a movie with this guy, and there's something about his face that bugs me. Um, he, he shares a birthday also with Russell Crowe. Do you guys <laughs> like Russell Crowe? I no. don't like him as a human being, but um, as an actor, he's talented. And Cinderella Man remains one of my favorite movies of all time. I will say I have seen some of his movies. They seem to be okay, but yeah, I don't. Like there's no, there's no way I'm going out like, 
oh, Russell Crowe's in a movie? I'm going to see that movie. The like, man, that's not, the, the man that literally, happen. he has testicles hanging on the side of his face. Like, he, you know, he's got one of those, like, you know what I mean? Doesn't he look like he has, like, a, a testicle face? I'm I'm just saying, if you watch Cinderella Man, which is the story of James J. Braddock, um, it is, there, baseball is my favorite. testicles get boxed. Yeah. Baseball is my favorite team sport, but as far as individual sports, boxing's up there. And and uh, I love boxing and the James J. Braddock story, especially if you love history, because Danny, I know we've talked about history podcasts a couple of times, but uh, it, it's not just a boxing story, but also kind of shows what people went through through the Great Depression. And hmm. so it's a really great movie. I can't recommend it highly enough. Cinderella Man. Yeah, it won a bunch of awards, I remember, but I never really saw it. Really good. Um. So I'm we, surprised people on the internet didn't get upset that they recast Cinderella as a man. Uh, yeah, it's hard to fight in that dress too, with all those birds like going around your head singing to you all the time. Yeah, or was that Snow White? I always get them mixed up. They both. Uh, one of them got put to too. Cinderella man. Um. So we had a birth, the Bryants, and we had a death, Glenn Becker. Um. You know, uh, the best team he was on was the 69 Cubs, I guess. Play, played nine years with the team. Yeah, second baseman, all-star, um, MVP votes even, even though he uh, only had two years of his whole career with, with an OPS plus over 100. Um, and he, he kind of got the job out of accident because uh, rookie of the, he was rookie of the year, right, Ken Hubbs? Kenny Hubbs was rookie of the year yeah, when he, he died in the plane crash. And then he yeah. died in a plane crash. So, I mean, so I, who knows even Glenn Beckert even gets that job or ends up a Cub for his career. But the, the, here's the most impre- impressive thing about Glenn Beckert is the dude never struck out. 243 strikeouts and 5,572 plate appearances. That is only 4.3 per six, three, six percent of the time. 4.36. You know, he was, wow. he, he, in one year in, in 1971, he had a career high 342 batting average. And he had finished third in the National League batting championship behind Joe Torrey and Ralph Gar. So if you think about that, I mean, like, wow, like 342, and he still didn't get, win the batting title. Yeah, that was uh, 71. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. And that I, was uh, his best year, probably by far. He was, didn't hit for power. Most no. most home runs he ever hit was five. No, he was definitely he was a slap. He was a really like one of those guys that you loved at the top of the order when you had guys like Ron Santo and Billy Williams and Ernie hitting behind him. Is you need guys in front of him to get on base, and that's what he did. And you know, Leo DeRocher was a hard ass, and you know, as a, as a manager and as a player, but as a as a manager, you know, he wasn't well liked. But but Glenn Becker was one of his favorites because he was just one of those grinders one of those guys that you know just put the bat on the ball and gave you consistently good at bats all the time uh i got to i was lucky enough to be able to speak with glenn a bunch of times over the years at cubs convention uh this one this one hurts man because you know anytime you lose uh some of these old cubs you know there's a there's a for me uh my dad grew up on irving park in palina which is about a mile from wrigley Mm-hmm. And uh, when he was a kid, he used to go, you know, this is when with the Andy Frayne ushers and they, the bleacher seats were a nickel and they'd give you a ticket the next day if you would help flip seats and clean garbage and stuff like that. Uh, some child labor right there. But, uh, you know, 69 was kind of his big team. You know? And uh, 
And and that sixty nine team, I know that you know everyone jokes you know about how you know you celebrate failure, but they were just a team that this whole city did fall in love with, even though they fell a little bit short. Um, Glenn Becker was really a guy that kind of was the glue to a lot of those teams uh, in the sixties. He's kind of like the glue guy, and and everybody loved him. He was uh, Ron Santos' roommate, and uh, he he just used to tell just really. Uh, him and Ron used to tell hilarious stories at Cubs convention that would just, I mean, you would be howling and laughter. Like you should be literally crying because they were so funny to hear them kind of just rip on each other and, you know, and, and just, just funny stories. And, and here's the thing is that those old guys were, are just really fun to listen to sometimes. I mean, I know everyone loves the hobby bias and, you know, the Chris Bryant's, but when you hear the old guys, man, they were just real people. You know, a lot of these guys had jobs on the side and, and they just loved the fans and they loved to play the game. They weren't millionaires. They weren't getting big contracts. Yeah. And it wasn't all the TV and the endorsements and all that stuff. I mean, maybe one of, maybe Ron Santa would do like a candy bar commercial for a local candy company or something like that. But that was the extent of it. You know, it wasn't, you know, these guys weren't getting rich. They they were making probably just a, an average American, maybe above average American salary if you were um, – even the stars weren't getting that much money before free agency started no, kicking. No, And so we kind of sit there and we look, and it's – it's uh, like I said, it's just, I, I just – he loved Cubs convention. He loved being around the Cubs fans, you know, and, and like I said, for people – I guess sometimes everyone's like, oh, why do you hail more? It's like, you know what, man? It's like, it's just, if you've not been in Cubs convention and you know what the spirit of it was all about, the guys like Ernie and Santo and Beckert, those guys really kind of embodied what the Cubs convention was all supposed to be about. And that was just immersing yourself with the fans, telling stories, enjoying it. And just even until like, like as he got really older the last few years, uh, he hasn't been in the, I don't think he was in the Cub convention the last two years. He, he, from a story I read, I, I think it was Paul Sullivan wrote it, uh, that he would like try to figure out any way he could get to Cubs convention, even though his health really kind of prohibited it. He just loved going there and being there and being a part of it and seeing his old teammates. And it's really kind of got me a little bit upset, you know, to be honest. I, I used to, I used to be able, and he he was, Glenn Becker was one of those guys that sometimes like you could just k- catch him like sitting in the corner and start talking to him and he would love, you know, he would just sit down and talk with you, you know, like with Ernie or Billy, you know, like if, if they were around somewhere, people would start swarming them real quick and they'd get kind of taken away. But guys like Becker and stuff like that, or Randy Huntley. I was just uh, going to say Huntley is another one that's like that. Yeah. Or um, uh, Tim Stoddard. Somebody right. like him, you know, you could, you know, he's a little younger. Right. And you could just sit there and talk with them. And, and, and you, you know, I, I've had, like I said, 45 hour minute conversations with Glenn Beckert talking about the old days. Yeah. And the, you know, we're losing these guys little by little, obviously there's only a couple left. You got Billy Williams is left and Fergie, of course. And uh, yeah, but like you said, they're usually behind the table and, you know, uh, Randy Huntley's still around. Yeah. Um, you know, Cardinal Jose Cardinal comes around. Yeah, he's Jose's not in the greatest shape either, to be honest. Yeah. Well, these so guys are getting older, and then then you know the next generation you're getting into the dudes from the '80s, and then then it makes that that starts making you feel old when you're seeing the guys you know that you grew <laughs> up with, and you're like, oh God, I'm next, you know, because that's you know we're the generation behind Sandberg. Pretty much. So every year a little older, but yeah, that's, that stinks, man. I mean, it sucks. You lose these dudes and 
you know, and, and all the stories that die with them too. And I'm glad that we, I'm also thankful that we got to hear a lot of them and that we, we had access to them too. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by LinkedIn. The perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come. So when you need to find that next person to help you grow your business, LinkedIn Jobs will match the right talent with your open role fast. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. It's a lot of people. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with hard and soft skills that you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. Things like collaboration. Collaboration, creativity, adaptability. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. That's how LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen by the people you want to hire. People with skills, qualifications, and other interests that will help your business grow. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn. And why companies rate LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash team. Again, that's linkedin.com slash team to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. On to the show. The one thing that I, I kind of kick myself in the ass for is not recording a lot. You know, cell phones with the cameras and the videos came out, you know, they've, you know, in the last five or six years, but I used to go to all the Cubs cons and I wish I would have recorded more. I have a really good one with um, Rick Sutcliffe, Ron Santo, Lee Smith, and Ernie Banks. And, and like, you just cannot stop laughing that entire time. Those guys were just so great up there. Yeah, there's that's what CubsCon used to be. It it really has gotten away from that since Ricketts took over. Is what it feels like. But um, so I want to get into this a little bit, and I don't know if you guys uh, looked over the oh, it, it's the copy and pasted screenshot email that is in this uh, thing we're all looking at. Since it's on the bottom, but um, I got a little info, you know, kind of about that you know, $1 million uh, help that the Cubs are going to give to cover everybody at uh, their, our, their, I guess, game day employees and plus other employees. And what it turns out to be, uh, I saw the copy of the email that the Cubs sent to everybody. And it's a $500 grant that you have to apply for and um, you're only eligible if you work so many hours the year before. But um, I did a little math here. And the million dollars at $500 a piece, if uh, all 3,000 of their employees wanted it, it, it wouldn't cover. A million wouldn't cover. It would only cover 2,000 people. And it's also only $500. Um, who I talked to, they were expecting, uh, and people that worked there were expecting more help than that. And, um, but they're not getting it. So, uh, I don't know. Were you expecting maybe a fatter check from the Cubs or maybe not a grant situation? Because it says in the email, if you don't need the money, don't apply. Yeah. They're, they don't want you to know that they've got too many employees for how much money that they want to give a, give to them. But, they're making a grant situation so that they can blame the employee. 
well, you just weren't fast enough. Like you were lazy and you didn't get in on time. So too bad you don't get your $500, which I don't know, Danny, tell me about the rent there in Chicago. What, how, how many days does that cover? Well, to, I mean, for me, it would be like two weeks, you know, of time. Yeah, like 14 days. So a half of, you know, two weeks of their rent is what's going to be covered because the rickets don't want to dip into their pockets for anything more than they are being forced to by the MLB. So um, I think Val, when she was on with us, Val Capone did a really good job kind of explaining some of this stuff. It's really, it's, it's complicated. And here's the issue that you deal with. You have the large market teams, Cubs, Boston, Yankees. Now you also have the small market teams, White Sox, Kansas City, Oakland. And so what they don't want happening is any one team to kind of really go above and beyond and over unless all the other teams are in agreement to it. And that's, that's something that – That's some bullshit. It's not, I, don't, just, I don't give a shit. Fuck that. that. That's fine if you don't give a shit. I'm telling you, you, you what, can, what it is. You, you can whitewash it however you want. That's It's bullshit. They're I, all billionaire fucking owners. I'm not they saying have it's, more money. Michael, I'm not and, saying it's right or wrong, and I'm not saying they can't do more. I'm telling you that's why that number doing, is what they yeah. all agreed upon as far as the owners Abs- are concerned. Absolutely, that's why they only agreed upon the million. I mean, but I also read that today that the Braves are paying their part in full-time employees through May plus the million-dollar special relief fund for game day workers. So, I, you know, and part of this is, like, also about worker retention, and it, obviously it's going to – each team has their own situation, whether they've outsourced some of their vending, whether they outsource their ushers, which they do sometimes, um, like the old Andy Frains, like I guess they worked for Andy Frayne and not for the Cubs, right? Correct. And yeah. a lot of times when you're at Wrigley, this is the other complication that comes into it, is that you're maybe working for Levy restaurants. And so Levy restaurants are the ones that do probably about 75% of the concessions at Wrigley. So you wouldn't get the $500 from the Cubs. You would get it from Levy restaurants. If Levy's doing something like that, you know, and so it does get complicated and splintered. So, and each team is going to have their own way of having to deal with their specific situation. So, I mean, the million dollars, I mean, what bothers me about the million dollars is even it doesn't sound like nearly enough per team, you know, to to even start. Yeah, right. You're make, talking about a multi-billion-dollar industry. They could definitely do more. Yeah, I mean, they've they've surpassed MLB. All the teams have surpassed ten billion dollars in revenue since 2017. So that's three seasons of ten billion, at least ten billion dollars. So, you know, we're looking at you know a thirty billion dollar you know, piece of the pie and they're doing 1 million of that. Well, and so specifically to Tom Ricketts and his responsibility here, like you could say the Cubs are going to do this, but the, but Tom who recently, and I know I've already said this on the show, but who recently tried to, you know, run his own alderman basically. So he could take over all of Wrigleyville could be currently taking over all of Wrigleyville right now. In well, at least with goodwill, but I don't think he cares about that. He wants to buy out all these bars; are going to fail. 
And, yeah, you know, he wants he wants them to fail so he can buy them easier. Yeah, so I mean that's the kind of person he is. But I don't want to hear it about because you know, Mister. Oh, I'm a good neighbor. I give to charity. I ain't seen shit. Like right now, Gallagher Way should be a place where you can come get free groceries if you're poor. You know what I mean? Like if I was Tom Ricketts. You know, I would pull like a, you know, like a Rockefeller and like build everybody a park and like all this shit so that everybody would love me. But he's not doing anything. I just, I, you know, I, I Googled him. I'm like, Tom Ricketts news, nothing, just silence. And the silence is deafening to me when you're, when you've got that much money and you want to have that much influence in a city like Chicago and you're not going to step up as one of the billionaires who reside here to help out the neighborhood that you said you're going to be a good neighbor to, like, I don't know in what way you're going to do it, but you know, free groceries at in Gallagher way wouldn't hurt. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I expect too much of these people. Or just something, do something, something to help out the neighborhood that you now own a huge portion of. Well, the Cubs did also open up a grant program to help, the Gallagher businesses. So anybody that's right. in a bit, so we're talking about big star, uh, brick house, tavern, hotel, Zachary, all those employees are now eligible to kind of go for a grant also. Yeah. Eligible and eligible for the grant. And also they, what the employee I spoke to doesn't know is whether uh, they are eligible. If, if the million dollars is covering those people. Like the, that's all that, that's a, that's a question that we don't know yet. And the other thing that kind of really makes this look worse is that the Forbes evaluation just came out for most valuable franchises. Yeah, three billion. So the Cubs are at three point four billion. They're number four on the list. They're behind Yankees are number one. I want to say Red Sox are number two, Dodgers three, some sort of order to that. Degree, the, yeah, the Marlins are last. They're the only team that is uh, listed at less than a billion dollars, and they're at $950 million. And if you put them all together, it's north of $50 billion that all these teams are worth. And so, you know, when you think of – $30 million is what these teams are being required to give to their employees versus the 50 plus billion dollars that they're all worth. That's like, that's nothing. Yeah. That's one of us given uh, a dollar, you know, which most of, most of the ranters, give, I shouldn't say most give of more. Theirs, a lot of ranters out there have already given more of their own like net worth Percentage to, of their income. Yeah. Yeah. Percentage of their income to worthy people that need it. Yeah. You and know, all they and did these, was buy a bandana for 25 bucks. And that was yeah. probably the equivalent. I mean, who, who the fuck ever thought of buying a goddamn $25 bandana? Here's the thing. Here's the thing that bothers <laughs> two of them. Here's the thing that bothers me the, a lot here about this situation. Danny, I also got a couple uh, people working behind the scenes telling me what's going on. If you are an employee in Wrigley and you want to have that grant, if you want to have it directly deposited into your bank account, we're not talking about, we're not talking during a pandemic, which you would think that you would want to make sure that everybody is direct depositing and not running up to try to get money. It's going to cost you an extra $15. Oh my God. 
What transfer? They're going to charge them for the service fee so you to get- have it directly transferred to a direct deposit. These fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> come in, them. Come and socially distance, uh, distancedly pick up your check by coming to Gate F and uh, between 7.30 and 8 a.m. on Sunday morning. Or you can pay the $15. Or you can pay the $15. Put yourself and others at risk. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, and the other one, and here's the other thing that bothers me, too, is they already have your season ticket holder money, Crawley. You know, well, like, they're sitting on that. I have some information about that, too. Okay. Are they get you getting your money back? Well, no, I got an email. <laughs> so not as good as money, but uh, which if you take it to gate F, <laughs> you might get five between seven thirty and eight a.m. on Sunday morning <laughs> in a rainstorm. So here is what we know right now. It's, this is basically the the paragraph that I kind of put on Twitter today. Um, like you, we are awaiting more clarity on when we can begin playing baseball. It's hard to be patient as we all want to get back to the game we love as soon as possible. Given the uncertainty, we are planning for various timelines and operating scenarios. We will continue to work in close coordination with MLB and communicate scheduling decisions and resulting ticket policies as they are authorized by MLB. Mm-hmm. Once we receive more definitive information, please let us please know we will act quickly and in the best interest of our associates, players, and fans top of mind. We look forward to playing baseball again soon and reuniting with our extended baseball family. Until then, stay healthy and safe, and we hope to get back to you with additional information as soon as possible. So, Michael, this is what I was really talking about earlier, is that MLB doesn't want anybody... They want to be lockstep. Yeah. And so what, the same thing, what, yeah. everybody has to do everything roughly the same. I Yeah, but Crawley, what I was saying is I don't give a shit. <laughs> Fuck them. That's what I'm saying. I hear like, you. I hear you, you. Can, you can tell me all the things, you know, what their corporate fucking bullshit is all about, and I'm still going to say fuck them. They're not doing what they should be doing. And if they want to fucking, you know, actually help somebody during this goddamn epidemic, they can. They can help the fucking people right in their own building. They can help the fucking neighborhoods around them. They can do all that because they're fucking billionaires. And I'm not against people going out and making billions of dollars. But what I am against is... When they fucking take the tax breaks, they don't fucking pay their share. All of us fucking poor people have to pay all the time, all for this shit. They don't do it. And then when something like this comes up, the people I see out there helping is us, the ranchers. The fucking every rancher out there in the goddamn world that doesn't even really know that they're a rancher, but that's who they are. They're fucking making a dollar at an hourly job every fucking day doing what they're supposed to do so that these fucking billionaires don't have to pick up their piece of the pie okay we're paying for fucking minor league players we're paying for uh people in the community at in wrigleyville because they don't have enough money to keep their places open we're paying for people who work there we The fucking people that listen to this goddamn podcast, which I'm sorry, I'm not making any fucking money doing this shit. I'm doing it because I love to do it. The fucking people who pay the money out there to help their friends and their family and shit. 
They're doing it because they fucking have hearts. And these goddamn billionaires can fucking eat a dick. Fuck I'm, them. I'm, I'm sorry, M- Michael, you were cutting out there. I, I, I missed like the last we minute. Missed, <laughs> missed, I missed the middle part. Yeah. Did, didn't hear you. Well, <laughs> trust me. Trust me. I gave you the whole thing. Whether I, you missed the tip I'm, or the shaft. You got it all regardless. I, I'm kidding. I, that was an epic rant. I'm sure we're going to get some uh, f- uh, fan mail for over that one. <laughs> the main thing that a lot of us season ticket holders have been talking about, is, and I believe I, I talked about this on the, I don't know, like like Danny, I'm doing a lot of shows. I don't know what I talked about where. Uh, but usually in the past when the Cubs are very close to, if they have a chance to make the postseason, you pay to get all the playoff games and then, let's say they don't make it or they get knocked out early, you can do two things. You can get a refund or you can roll it into next year. But, you know, with these weird times and a lot of people really hurting, which I think Michael was kind of getting to, is that the best thing right now is, look, the April games, they're not getting played. So give us the refund on the April games. Now, you know, my family, we're doing okay, but there's other people that I don't know their situation that have bought tickets off of me. And so, you know, it'd be nice to be able to refund those people and get all that money back that, you know. Well, plus a lot of people, you know, they maybe have season tickets. They have 81 games. They hit 25 of them. They sell the rest. And then they get that money back throughout the season as the tickets sell on StubHub or whatever, even if they're not making any money off of it. Um, you know, they, now they're just eating it all. Like they're not, let's say they weren't going to go in April and they were going to get 300 bucks back or whatever. You know, that's all off. Yeah. And so, I mean, I would just like, like, you know, I have people that are saying like, you know, and I try to keep the people that I have a list of people I sell to. And I say, you know, I'm giving them all the information that I get in the second anything happens. But, you know, I can't I don't I really don't feel like covering everybody's tickets that bought for me, you know, and, and you know, I this kind of gets next to what we we're talking about on the uh, script about the Sports Illustrated article. Yeah. Um, yeah, and because, I mean, it looks like, well, first of all, the governor of Illinois said there's not going to be any events in this city all summer long. So regardless of whether they try to play this baseball season, it certainly isn't going to be the ticket you bought. Even if they play <laughs> that game that you have a ticket for, it's not going to be at Wrigley Field. You know, um, you know, I've got some tickets, too, through StubHub, and they haven't refunded shit either. So, I mean, I don't, you know... All, I mean, did you guys read that article about, um, you know, they interviewed a bunch of doctors and. Right. That's the Sports Illustrated article, and it is called um, Bursting the Bubble, Why Sports Are Not Coming Back Soon. And, you know, they talk about all these great proposals, and we've talked about them on this show, about whether they're going to play in Arizona or play in Arizona and Florida and have the Grapefruit and Cactus League. And this article is basically like. No, none of this is happening. We're not playing on the 1st of July or the 4th of July. We're, we're not playing in Arizona. You're, you're, you're not going to play anywhere. And uh, some of the people in the article, one of this guy, Zach Binney, he has a PhD in epidemiology. He wrote a dissertation and all this stuff. He says, we will not have sporting events with fans until we have a vaccine. And so it typically takes a, for a vaccine to the process of, Developing and distributing takes about 12 to 18 months. And then we all got to stand in line and get it. Right. And so there was a famous uh, incident that happened in Italy in a soccer match. And that was another great, uh, not great article, but but scary article where it was just like 
all these people that went to this soccer match completely spread it to Spain and Italy. So there's just it, it, there's no way you're going to get people in there. And then they're just in the article they're talking about just the logistics would have to be it would just be impossible. Well, I talked okay? to I talked to Tony Andrecki today on the rant about it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, not only are the players and their families and the not only are they quarantined, but all the staff and the press. I'm like, Tony, are you prepared to go and be quarantined with these players away from your life for five months to cover this? Is this what thing? this is what just came out from the article. It says. Conversations with experts painted a picture of exactly what it would take to make these sports vacuums a reality. So when we're talking about sports vacuums, we're not talking about with fans, just the games being played with no fans. Okay. So for any of this to even just begin, every person who would have access to the facilities would need to be isolated separately for two weeks to ensure that no infection could enter. Players, coaches, athletic trainers, interpreters, reporters, broadcasters, plus housekeeping and security personnel. No one can come in or out. Food will have to be delivered. Hotel and stadium employees will have to be paid enough to compensate for their time away from their families. Everyone on site will have to be tested multiple times during the initial period. Yeah, and one and one person tests positive and the whole thing's off. It's over. So, I mean, that's it. And then you're going to spend all that money getting all that together and, you know, commandeering all these hotels, I would imagine, all around Phoenix. Like, do they even have... The, I mean, they have enough, obviously, to have a whole spring training crew in there, minor leaguers, major leaguers, everybody. But, you know, we're talking about a quarantine, not just like, oh, I'm staying at the Howard Johnson for two weeks. Right. So after that 14-day period is over and everyone's tested negative at least twice, now they're allowed to begin spending time around one another, but not too much time. If one person gets it, like we talked about, it's pretty much over. Okay. So we're talking about in baseball a new ball will have to be used for each play, okay? The players would have to be separated in the stands rather than being on benches or in dugouts. All personnel would have to continue to be tested daily. Uh, testing would probably re result, be a day behind because they don't have the quick testing yet. And then any major sporting event hires ambulances stocked with EMTs to idle outside in case of injury. If a player needs treatment by outside medical personnel, even for a sprained ankle, he or she has left the secure area and will need to isolate for 14 days before returning to it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is the situation we're in. Yeah. And, and, and uh, I listen to the purple dinosaur podcast and they talk about Colorado Rockies. Uh, it's a really good podcast. They are talking about this right now and they were kind of saying the same thing. It's like, as soon as one person tests positive, then all of a sudden you have to quarantine their entire team and probably the t the other team that's on the field. And at that point, you're down two teams for 14 days. Yeah, which so wrecks the whole schedule. And yeah, I mean, it's it it just I mean, it would be nice if they played baseball. I mean, I'd enjoy it. Just it's going to take a lot of people. And in order to pull it off, it just well, if you really want it, you can watch Ian Happ playing uh video game baseball for the cubs <laughs> i have my money I, I put my money on uh carl edwards jr he is oh uh, you think you you think cj is gonna do I, it I, I am i'm i'm predicting a top three finish for cj i'll put money on that that yeah and he's playing for who the mariners right he's playing for the mariners so each team has a representative the cubs representative how many mariners fans are like who 
<laughs> like, wait, did this guy even play for us? So, uh, you know, I like uh, Danny and I got to meet uh, Carl Edwards out at a uh, Club 400, and, and I've gotten to meet him a couple other times since then. And he's just a oh, great I've, guy. I've seen your pictures. He's a great guy. Yeah, and- you post the pictures because. Apparently you two ride bikes together, I think is what I see. <laughs> and so, but he is, here's the thing. I, you know, the last gaming system I had was my kids have them now, but the last one I really played was like super Nintendo. Like that, that was many, many years ago. Yeah. So like, and I don't do what they do, like Fortnite and all the games online. I'm kind of not into that, but uh, you know, he, CJ's a big gamer. So I got my money on him big time. Yeah, I mean, didn't he kind of get in trouble with the Cubs for spending too much time playing video games? Isn't that kind of part of the problem? Or maybe they yeah, liked that yeah, part of you it. Know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, n- not to, I mean, that brings us all down to be like, nope, seems like there's not going to be baseball this year. But um, I, I did get a, a great email from uh, Carrie Bronner Meyer, also longtime listener, friend of the podcast. And she um, is also a current hero. She is a nurse. And she's on the front lines of this whole bullshit. And um, she hasn't been able to listen to the show, I don't think, too much because, you know, obviously uh, the vid. But um, she said she's she wrote me this email. She says, I've got a pretty good cub story to share with the ranters and said her husband was golfing with a former cub this this week. And uh, he shared this little gem. So uh, so he was playing for the Cubs in 2003. And uh, dur- and this was during the SARS outbreak into it back then, and they had a series in Toronto. And the day before they were scheduled to leave, there was a mandatory meeting of all the players, coaches, trainers, and various front office staff, and they were going to travel with the team for that series. And this was the admin staff, the secretaries, all these people. So the team doctor he presents some guidelines for the players and all of those that are traveling, and he specifically told the players not to do autographs. Don't shake hands. Don't take photos with any of the fans. And then he said, and guys, I know this is a road trip, but you guys are going to have to take a break from women for the weekend. It's really important that you don't take any girls back to your hotel, no sex and all that shit. So Moises Alou then spoke up in a loud and deep voice, which he has. I've, I've, I've heard him speak. Yeah, he says, I don't piss on my hands every day to, <laughs> for people to tell me what I can do. So so he he speaks up after being told he can't have sex, and he goes, "What if she's sucking your dick?" <laughs> and uh, the doc was the doc was quiet for a moment, and then he said, um, "Well, I guess that'd be okay." <laughs> so <laughs> Moises Alou got got the uh, the all clear. The green got, light. Got the, <laughs> that's one of the new complicated T-shirts. Uh, dick sucking exemption. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we've come a long way since uh, those kind of epidemics. Right. Yeah. So uh, we did have a call into the uh, the voicemail line, 872-216-5375 is the number if you want to call and say something to us. But um, we, we got this in, and I'm not sure who this is for, but let me just play it. This is an important message from the CDC. You have been recognized as someone who has been in direct contact with a person or persons who have COVID-19 coronavirus. Oh, you shit. are required to remain where you are and self-quarantine for 14 days and possibly oh, more due I, to I, your small wiener. 
Tiny oh, wieners have will in more quarantine days. Wiener size like yours could triple your time. Please be advised that you have a tiny oh, wiener. Oh, Danny, 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 shut this off. I, I think that was... I hope that wasn't for me. I think it was for Cubsterdamas. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure. I, listen, I've seen his robe blow open on a windy day, and I. I think that that might be for Cubsterdamas. So. I mean, yeah, and my my wife's a uh, my you know, wife a health care provider, and uh, I'm pretty sure we just we just failed some serious HIPAA action right there. We just broke some laws. Oh boy. Oh well, you know, it wouldn't be the first time on this show that we've broken a law. Um. So yeah, I, I think that's for Cubsterdamas. But to be honest, I have not seen him in a couple of weeks, and I assumed it was because of this whole quarantine thing. And now I get this call to the. I'm, I know he was using that number eight seven two two one six five three seven five as like the number he puts down like when he opens up a fake bank account because I get a lot of <laughs> I get a lot of weird calls there. And uh, but I just figured if if anybody's seen Cubsterdamas out there, I'm pretty sure that that calls for him. So, uh, I don't know. Let him know that uh, he's got a self quarantine, and days. and that he's got a very small penis. <laughs> oh, he knows. <laughs> so I don't know that he does. He's he's a bit delusional. Yeah, it's true. Um, so uh, TFCs. I didn't oh, write God it down it. that we were going to do it, but I think I do have one. I don't like. Unfortunately, it, it's all – I mean, the world's a TFC right now, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's hard to, like, pick something out that's funny because it's all just sad. Well, this one's sad and funny. Um, Chase Chase Thomas, who I believe writes for the Atlanta – about the Atlanta Braves down in Atlanta, I happened to see that he was in the hospital, and he had a face mask on, and he had his hand on his head – and he was very sick, and it said, here we go. And it turned out, and this is the good news, uh, he has something else. He doesn't have COVID, and so, you know, they're going to say, he said, he just got sick. You know, he's going to be okay, so get well soon, Chase. Um, but uh, I thought this was funny, that somebody uh, wrote, I mean, it, the picture is he's just got his hand on his head. He looks very worried. And um, But Gustavo Vega replied on Twitter to that picture, you okay? <laughs> I was like, dude, he's obviously not okay. He's taking a freaking COVID test. Right. What is he supposed to say? Oh yeah, dude, I'm fine. Right. I just I just wanted to I, I faked it all just so I could get the, the test. Yeah. Because they're not giving it out to everybody. You can say I hope you're okay. Don't ask him. <laughs> he's not gonna answer you right now. All right. Well that's I'm I guess I'm the TFC here. <laughs> kind of yeah. yeah i yeah. mean he was in his heart of hearts i'm sure he was being very nice just worried about chase so so yeah you're kind of being the dick yeah so i, I got i do have a tfc it's not baseball i got a couple of baseball related uh one's baseball one's not related the one that i have right now is uh com, who's one of my favorites said uh has Pete Ricketts not ordered a shelter in place for Nebraska because he's worried it'll put him over the luxury tax or because it's Nebraska and where the fuck is anyone going to go anyway? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Omaha. Yeah. The other one that I got is from Hal Sparks, and uh, he was retweeting a Daily Coast tweet. And the Daily Coast says, Israeli official who said the coronavirus is divine punishment for homosexuality has COVID-19. 
And Hal Sparks replied, what a weird way to come out. <laughs> oh, yes. I saw that, and you are correct. That is amazing. God. Now, okay, so uh, I have one. It's, it's, it's a meme that I found. I loved it. And uh, it's, it's Pooh Bear and Piglet sitting on a log. And it says, what day is today? Asked Pooh. It's the day we burn this motherfucker to the ground, squeaked Piglet. My favorite day, said Pooh. <laughs> and, and that just made me laugh my ass off when I saw it. So it's not so much. A, I don't know. P- Piglet's being a TFC right there. It's, it Piglet's counts. Saying, Let's burn this motherfucker to the ground. Hey, listen, we're not getting a lot of baseball con- c- content, so we're going to have to delve into A.A. Milne at some point. <laughs> By the way, oh, I love a Milne. I I contemplated doing a a Twitter account just on a a Milne and Koo, Poo quotes. I said Koo quotes. Well, that would be quite an offshoot from this. It, show. it would, yeah. Um, and, and I forgot to mention this. Uh, it, what night should we do? Should we do another, uh, you know, video watch or something together, like we did with Slam and Sammy and Undercover Boss? <laughs> It was- yeah. Uh, no, I, I totally think we should. I what think should it's, it's a lot of fun. I think the people who, who show up, so if you're listening to this and you weren't part of the Sammy Sosa cartoon, show up. Look, I get it. It's somewhat inconvenient to fucking show up at a very specific time. I mean, we this world that we DVR everything and everything's at the fucking touch of a button. You have to show up at this time to be a part of the group, but it's a fun group. And we, it's like a ball game. There's a, you yeah, there's a lively time. chat. We have fun making fun of what we're watching. Uh, I think we had like 12 people last time, and I thought it was a good chat. Halfway through, somebody fucking started presenting their phone it, instead. It's a, like, it's it's an interesting thing. Yeah. No, we had a good time. And then I have two ideas for what we watch uh, next. This one's really awkward, and I could I could present it to you. I, I mean, well, I won't do it right now, but there's a you know how sometimes they'll take a a Wikipedia uh, like entry, and a robot will say it. Have you ever seen any of these? Like, let me just play a little bit of it, and you'll see. All areas yeah, are no, well exactly located both Listen in left and right field. Give those areas a little more length than if the wall were to follow the contour. From center field, it is also in those wells when crossing. I mean, it's really kind of hard, but this is an hour long, and it goes <laughs> on like that with pictures of the Cubs, and like it says, like, well, there's one picture here, and it's not even Wrigley Field. It's just some I can't even tell what it is. It's not Wrigley. Anyway, there's that, and there's also this one, uh, 1970, a look at the Chicago Cubs, old Santo footage. Banks. Votes? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I, votes means that we're going to vote something down. No, no, I'm all of it. All right. We've, I've got nothing but time, man. Like, and then there's uh, the Lupinella baseball bunch that was sur- uh, suggested by John Pincus. And I don't, I, and I don't think I found that. Okay. I saw him being on baseball bunch and it was pretty funny. So, but there was it was I'm looking for more Cubs centric things. There was a um, 
there was a documentary that was on HBO and I'll see if I can try to upload it onto uh, YouTube, but it, it's called wait till next year, the saga of the Chicago Cubs. And it was, it was a really good documentary. That was fun to kind of, um, kinda, I think I own that on DVD. Probably. It never available on DVD. No, I, no. I have something that I thought it was that, but yeah, Montana narrates and shit. And, and, Unless you got a burnt copy somehow, it was never released or sold, and it's not on HBO right now. It's probably it's probably something different then. But, but I uh, mean, how many things have been made that's called "Wait till next year"? Like something, something, something. Colon. Wait till next year, and <laughs> could be anything. <laughs> now, um, yeah, I'm, I'm taking a look at this here, and it's. Uh, you is know, it's- anybody interested in watching the Punky Brewster? episode where uh from 1984 where she gets to sit in the cubs dugout it has nothing to do with the cubs other than that doesn't doesn't she sit on harry's lap and stuff like i'm like not kidding i no i don't think so i think you're just thinking of her that's a dream you had her dream you had crawley had a dream of himself and he had a bandana wrapped around his leg and a fucking (laughs) you know and he was wearing overalls, and he was sitting on Harry Carey's lap. <laughs> <laughs> He's my Papa Joe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, well, how about this? We'll we'll figure out what we're watching, but it, we're going to try to make it something that we can make fun of uh, in a, in a fun way. Uh, what night do you guys want to do? Thursday or Friday? Uh, I'm good either night. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm happy yeah, to join you. So whatever works for you, Danny. Let's do Thursday. I like, I think Thursday is a fun TV night. Oh, it's, yeah, must see TV, baby. Yeah. That's us. Thursday at eight. <laughs> Let's move it back to Thursday. That was fun. And um, I guess that's our show. And so we'll see you again Thursday. And um, hopefully we'll have some Cubs news. Actually, hopefully not because it won't be good Cubs news. <laughs> you right. know? Well, I mean, hey, we had, we had KB's. Baby, that's good Cubs news, and and his father. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about his dad. Song, yeah, so. yeah, his dad's ripping me off. Is trying to be a Cubs parody writer. Yeah, real cool. What did you guys think of that song, uh, Danny? He, he was you great, especially. He was great. He can play. He can sing. He's awesome. Like, and how cool is it? And uh, that you know, Chris Bryant's dad, you know, feels comfortable to throw down. He had a grandson this week. I'm actually going to talk to Chris Bryant's dad on Thursday on the rant. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that got me is that every time he said, shock me, I was getting a different visual than I think what he wanted me to get. Ew. Oh. <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> I'm going to play you a very sad Cub song that I wrote this week or last week, really. So get ready for that. Uh, Spagog. Spagog! Spagog. Winter kept on roaring. Spring never arrived. The earth was busy healing. A million people died. Seems like another era. A long forgotten time. When we all were out at Wrigley drinking beer in the sunshine Watching the boys of summer 
Send baseballs for a ride A deep Chicago sunset An orange and purple sky I'm dreaming of those days Cause I remember you and I Just loving being at Wrigley Drinking beer in the sunshine driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash match terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed the spirit of performance is what defines acura and now it's electric Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. 
Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.